2: to be here ladies and gentlemen it's another show it's episode 26 can you believe it we're already at episode 26 ah! L- ladies and gentlemen you know who my co-host is don't you i don't even need to introduce her it's linda bloody pollock here she is come on linda say hello big up your bad selves oh ah! i love you <laughs> linda now, listen, what you have been up to? Well, first of all, lovely to see you. Thanks. Well turned out as ever. Thank you. Uh, can you tell me what you've been up to since I last saw you seven days ago?
3: I had a lovely time at Enter the Dragon, surprisingly. Oh, uh, yeah, yes. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's the sort of violence I can get behind.
2: Right, OK. Yeah, well, it's 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 comic book violence, <laughs> isn't like it? It's like
3: dancing. I'm going to cha-cha-cha and then kick you in the face. I would love,
2: love to see your cha-cha-cha.
3: You know, um, Bruce Lee was a cha-cha-cha champion. Not even joking. Bruce Lee. Yeah, he was a dancer. Was, was he really? Yes. Well, you can sort of see why. Explains what can, the balletic performance. Explains. Now, listen.
2: You did tell me, getting away from Bruce Lee, yeah. that you were going to be introducing. Yes. Your boyfriend, Emilio. Yes. And it has gone serious because you've got, you want to introduce him to your parents? I want that...
3: to introduce him to my parents. Right. Um, just, I think it adds an extra lay- layer of threat there, you know. Are you nervous? <laughs> are you nervous about that? I just know that my mum is going to do her posh voice. My daddy's going to tr- attempt to be slightly threatening. Yeah. And Emilio is shitting himself, so I'm going to sit back and enjoy the show. Do you think your mum will say, You are a very sexy man. Because he is quite sexy. <laughs> Probably. She'll probably, yeah. Because uh, the thing is, as she's advancing in years... Yes. ..her filter, which was paper-thin to begin with, (laughs) is pretty much non-existent. And I understand he's staying over at your parents' house. I've been watching you (laughs) sitting on the
2: toilet. (laughs) (laughs) what <laughs> your mum will be doing. I hope not, because I found that very off-putting. Oh, no. You know, when I'm I not went...
3: watching you sitting on the toilet with your trousers, trousers and, and your, your pants, pants down. She did do that, and I said, would you mind? Well, Emilio's a bit funny about that. I think he'll hang on till he goes home. He's still at that stage. Probably. We don't want that happening, do you? <laughs> now, will your dad have him up by the fireplace going, you look after my little girl? <laughs> Well, what do you not, think? He's not Cockney. No, he's but... not,
2: but that was a um, version of Bob Hoskins. My
3: dad has got this very... Uh, he's got... It's a similar threat method that I use. Go right? on. Rather than getting shrill and loud and, yeah. and, and, and explicit... Right. ..we go low and slow. Oh, All right? So oh you're going to be good for my girl, aren't you? Oh, It's going to be that. That is... And you just don't want to inspire the disappointment of my dad because that's worse than the anger.
2: Oh, it's sort of low and threatening. Oh, my
3: fucking God.
2: Is that what he's going to yeah. say if Emilio turns up with his castanets? And, <laughs> uh... Oh, he's quite open minded, your dad, yeah. about different cultural well, things,
3: isn't he? Yeah. Uh does so, read the Daily Mail. He so
2: does read the Daily, Daily your own Mail, so bit of a Nazi. It doesn't matter. <laughs> so he's not going to be. T- you think? It, all in all, it's going to be. I
3: think it'll be fun. Oh, well, think... it'll be fun for me. All right. Well, so, so you do see a future with this fellow then, well, Amelia? Potentially. Well, but, but in the meantime, let's let's see. I mean, look, none of us are getting any younger, are we? No. And 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 tell me, is everything? <laughs> All right, in that department. Or, uh... Again, none of us are getting any younger, so sometimes you know you make allowances. Right, okay. I mean, do you have to announce him that?
2: I'm having sex at the moment. Would he notice?
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, you one,
2: are a. Oh, you are a one. Oh, you are a one. Anyway, listen. So good. Will you please tell us next time how that got. Of oh, With, I with, your, you with will. your old
3: man, Bob Hoskins. All, all these things are material. You know this. Oh God, absolutely.
2: <laughs> right, listen. We got to move on. A man wrote in this week, thank God, at last, some correspondence. Peter Lynch! Here we go.
3: Could you read it out, please? Yes. I went to a cafe in New Brighton and chatted to the people there. A little girl was there and a dog she got from Span was with her there, too. <laughs> I think you mean Span. I was going to say this was yeah. well written, but um, then, then that happened. No, it's, it, it's shy. <laughs> I chatted to the girl and she was lovely and funny and...
2: Needlessly, in, in brackets, he's, he's written uh, being an animal lover. Oh, yeah, needless detail. Needless detail. I chatted to her dog in Spain ish <laughs> as. <laughs> We're going to speak this bloke in a minute. I hope he's not as thick as it, <laughs> In Spanish. As the Baronet told me it had been adopted from Spain. My wife asked
3: me where the little girl went and she was gone. And
2: she was gone. We woke Next day, a little confused, and we went back to the place we were at, dot, dot, dot. It wasn't there. Help me, Clinton.
3: Oh. Mother Teresa. Mother Teresa. So, let's just get this straight. We're yeah. talking about a ghost cafe, the whole building. I don't know. Let's try and find out from this
2: Burke. Peter Lynch. Don't tell him we've called him that. We're going to speak to him now, and maybe just put him straight on some of his spelling. <laughs> Peter Lynch on Zoom. Peter Lynch is now on the Zoom facility from Spain. He's on holiday.
3: Look at that jammy sod!
2: Look at that jammy sod on, on holiday in Spain, and he's he's given up part of his holiday. Isn't that kind? Yeah. Of to speak to us, Peter, are you reading us?
1: I'm reading you clearly.
2: Oh, he's got a lovely, that makes fruity, sense. Fruity voice, isn't he? Yeah, <laughs> lovely voice, Peter. Notwithstanding your dreadful typing skills, uh, punctuation and grammar, could you please tell us, explain to us the story? We're not sure what disappeared, the woman and the dog, the girl and the the dog? Or the whole building. Or the whole building or what?
1: Right, so it was the the girl, the dog didn't disappear, but the building and possibly everyone.
2: Are you having me on?
1: No, seriously, seriously. Um, We... We were staying in, in a place called New Brighton. I'm, I'm sure you're aware of it, I Clint. have made
2: the Floral Pavilion many times.
1: Well, that's where we'd been the night before to watch some um, some comedians, so like um, Russell Kane and and Paul Sinner and, and a few others. Um, so we were staying next to the Wetherspoons, which people might know, um, in a place called the Queen's Hotel. Didn't fancy the Wetherspoons for, for lots of reasons. Um, so we walked into town and found like a little greasy spoon to have some breakfast and we walked in and they were a nice friendly bunch a bit odd but you know nice enough we ordered our breakfast sat down by the window um and there was a little girl um and a dog just looking out the window um and we were just eating our breakfast and then we started chatting to the girl um and abad previously had told me that the dog had been adopted from spain so i was saying to the girl i was saying oh is this dog spanish and the girl was laughing and I was, I was saying to her, I wonder if it speaks Spanish. So I was going, hola, pero, and, and, and just making her laugh. And she was a lovely little girl, about seven years old, looking out the window. So we were just eating our, eating our breakfast, chatting to this lovely little girl, um, just stroking the dog and just talking nonsense to the dog and having a laugh. Yeah. Um, that was it really went up to pay. Um, and I said to the man, I said, your granddaughter's just really sweet and adorable, um, and she loves that dog, doesn't she?
2: Yes, yes.
1: And he went, what are you talking about? And I went, that little girl there? And I turned round and she was gone.
2: All and, right, and I... hold on. Oh, I my God, lots to, to unpack lots
1: here. The to be there um, right. on her own was weird anyway, so I just presume she was part of the cafe. Right,
2: OK, OK. Hold on. hold on, just a second, Peter. Sorry. This could go top of our leaderboard, so don't yes. fuck this up, all right? Peter, listen. Right. One, I've been to New Brighton. It's got something about it, a sort of faded beach glamour. It's got a sort of, what I would call, it's absolutely chock full of spirit. It's very paranormal, the whole bloody place, right? What is it
3: like? So, is it like Southport in that it used to be kind of elegant and now it's... You know. Well, I like
2: sorry, just a second,
3: Peter. I really
2: like Southport. When yeah. I went to Southport But it was the Ma- posh version of Blackpool for a long time, wasn't it, Southport? Well the posh version of Blackpool is now Lytham, which is one of my favourite places where I want to buy a flat. If I yeah. oh, just a second, Peter.
3: That's where the, um what's he called? Bobby
2: Ball's a f- No. statue of Bobby Ball.
3: What? No. Who? Um Little Sid Little's got a pub there, hasn't he? Has he? In, yeah. in Lytham? I think it's in Lytham, the steamer. Okay. It's a good pub.
2: Talking of steamers, Peter, you really shit me up with this story, right? Can I ask you? So you you're honestly saying that when you went till so you went back a little bit shaken, what on earth was that all about? You came back to re find the cafe and the whole yeah. bloody thing had gone. gone.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um and the reason I emailed in because I was listening to your Ball Street time slips that, and I I That's it. That's it. That's it. And, and although it's not Ball Street, um, it just made me think maybe that's what happened because we went back the next day to find it, yeah, thinking we'll true. have breakfast before we, we set off back home. Yes. And it wasn't there. We weren't drunk because this was the night after. We'd had a couple of nights there. Um my my wife also looked on TripAdvisor to leave a review. She yeah. couldn't find oh. it, um, and she also went on Google Maps, right? And it wasn't there. There was nothing there. It, it it absolutely disappeared. I went back a couple of weeks ago with my kids, yeah, to look for it, and it wasn't there.
2: Okay, whereabouts in in relation to the weather spoons,
1: might it so, be? So, so it was maybe five or ten minutes away. Um, there is a street in um, in New Brighton, which at the time didn't have these but at the, at the moment it's got lots of murals um on yeah. there like quite nice um graffiti artwork so right. anyone who knows the area will will know the street and it was literally just a side street off there so um what that's where it was know?
2: just yeah, behind I, the can i ask you peter did what did you have you had the full english did you yeah did it taste like it might be 200 years old
1: well, the people in there, there was just a curious gang in there. If you can imagine like an eighties um Spanish bar with like curious characters who mm-hmm. were a bit a bit pissed at say seven o'clock in the morning. A gang well, of people to, to
2: be fair, Peter, that sounds like weatherspoons. You sure you weren't in the <laughs> weather <laughs> Honestly, bloody hell. Now, hold on. So you think it might have been from the eighties, knocked down from the eighties, possibly.
1: It, uh, that's how it felt. It just had that sort of vibe about it. But um, they, they were just the people there. So there was like two people behind the counter, and then one just random person who just looked like a regular. It was just a bit odd, just like floating about.
2: No, no pictures on the wall from the eighties. Hale and Pace, Samantha Fox, uh, Samantha Fox uh, to uh, Mizzie, the- Suzanne Mizzy whatever her name was. none of, none of that sort of thing.
1: None of that really. They just they kept writing on blackboards, just weird stuff on blackboards, and I can't What? Oh, Dad, I mean?
2: what, what do you mean? What were they writing on blackboards?
1: You know, do you know, like just little messages to each other. There was a blackboard on the wall, and then they just kept writing just weird messages to each other what, like, on the blackboard.
2: Well, have you heard from Sid? An eighties sort of advertising, you know, probably, probably but, something
1: but, like that. Yeah,
2: but MASH get smash. But, I mean, what was it? You don't remember what they were writing? Was it in Spanish? Is so there a Spanish gang? I don't know. Spanish. I
1: don't know if they were... Can, can you write in tongues? Does that make sense? I don't know. It was just a bit odd. Clint, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know.
2: No, that's right. So you might have been writing in tongues?
1: Maybe. Bloody hell. I'm asking you for advice, so I I, I can't explain it.
2: No, well, it's a very difficult one to... be. And, but I, what I will do, Peter, when I go up there, and I think I could have a look at my diary, but we don't want to hold everyone up, but I might be playing the Floral Pavilion again, and I'm definitely going back up. That way. So go down the street with the murals and have a poke about. Very definitely. Yeah. Bloody hell, Peter. I- I'm going to say you're going to go to number two in our charts with that. We're looking at Peter now. He's clearly a man of means. He's, he's having a holiday. So, is that your apartment there, or is it just a, a
1: two-week uh, It's It's my father-in-law's.
2: He's married into money, this fella, ain't he? Lovely. <laughs> uh, well, look, Peter, that's bloody fantastic. Have a lovely holiday. I'm looking behind you. It looks
3: a little bit overcast today.
1: It is today, yeah, but it's about 38 degrees. It's bloody warm.
3: All right. No and often it starts out like that and ends up blazing, so I have no pity for it. No, absolutely. Peter, thank you very, very much. He was really
2: quite lucid, wasn't he, and intelligent. And from the email, we, we thought... We thought we might, were going to get all sorts, we didn't we? you might be
3: honest.
2: a bit thick. But anyway, you turned <laughs> out to be lovely. you fat fingers. Oh, God, I've got the same problem. Jesus. Right, listen, uh, Peter, thank you very, very much. And I hopefully I'll see you when, when I'm on my tour roller coaster all over the country next year. Definitely.
3: OK. Correct right. response.
2: Tell tell your face. <laughs> all right, then. Peter, lots of love. Thank you. Bye. Do bloody well, fantastic. You. Fantastic. 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 Well, how about that?
3: Yeah, it's a weird one, isn't it? That
2: was bloody good. Even you,
3: Linda, you... I think there's a little part of you somewhere who actually believed in that stuff. What that man said. Well, I just there. think it's strange. How you can be somewhere eat. I mean, it's the eating, right? Yes. Because otherwise, you could think, oh, well, I was half asleep or something. But if you actually ate something and came away feeling ah, that's full, right. and then the thing was not there, that's bizarre. How
2: about that, you? folks? Linda is suddenly a believer, and it just goes to show you can. There is such a thing as a time slip. You can just slip down the lane. <laughs> Down the lane. And find yourself, you know, in another century or another
3: time. I've lost entire weekends, me.
2: Another, another decade, yes, yes, yes. Well, you know, don't be mistaken, if you do see someone wandering around like they're fresh out of 1993, that's just Linda D- just be me. with her fashions. <laughs> in the meantime, let's go to this. It's a lady who was 26 stone and desperate. Oh. Rachel Cope, 54, writing in Take a Break, Fate and Fortune... The Dead Helped Me Shed. Stop it.
3: <laughs> Linda's got her head in her hands. I'm just, I'm just telling you the story. i have not said it anyway. That, Get on let, with it. The, the, that headline, The Dead Helped Me Shed, there's high <laughs> fives around that office, weren't they, when they came up with that one? What were you doing around the office? How are we going to deal
2: with this one about this fat bear? I've got it, I've got I've it. I've got it, I've got it. 26 stone. Yeah, The Dead who Helped Me Shed. Brilliant. I, I've got one, morbidly apiece.
3: <laughs> no, Janet, we used that one last week. Goodbye. Anyway, sorry. The whole congregation <laughs> had their eyes closed in anticipation as I went to read the opening prayer. <laughs> I just remembered this one. I'm not fat-shaming, just this is quite funny. Right, go on. I went to read the opening prayer at my local spiritualist church, but going to stand, I found I couldn't because... My bum was wedged into the chair. Oh, oh no. Mother Teresa. My mother Teresa
2: I and wriggled she picked the chair up. <laughs> I wriggled Yeah, she picked the chair up. She's gone to the front of the bloody stage. Sat down again. And sat had to sit down again. Presumably she had to stand up to reach the microphone. So it's stuck on her ass. I wriggled. Like a tortoise. <laughs> like a... <laughs> You're laughing. Look, I'm very sorry. anyone who's 26 stone out there who's had to make a speech and got any kind of furniture stuck to their ass,
3: I apologize. I wriggled one way, then the other, but I was stuck oh, fast. no. Oh panic rising I tried standing again but the chair wouldn't shift awkwardly bent over I gave the prayer oh she did oh she did just that she be- be- she I bent gave up. the prayer with the chair still oh, stuck to my backside It really
2: is you know that that in in such a holy place that's sort of sort of ill fitting mortified I did the rest of the service seated as people fired out, filed out, I managed to finally get free. God, does move in mysterious ways. A few weeks later, at another service, I walked around the wooden st- stage delivering messages to people
3: from past loved ones. Afterwards, a lady came up to me and discreetly said, the stage was shifting around a bit during your service. <laughs> oh, what is a couch <laughs> We have to get it reinforced before you come back. No, that's not discreet oh, well that, she would say what the spirits I'm are telling, telling me. me not her fault ain't that horrible horrible go on you'd be el- uh, I turned beetroot and left oh, oh that's awful isn't that horrible? at 26 stone I knew I was the heaviest I've ever been and over the next few months I tried every diet going but the weight always piled back on finally in the spring of 2014 I saw my GP
2: you'd be eligible for a gastric bypass he said referring me to to a consultant who said I could have the operation if I lost weight and got down to a BMI of 50
3: I'll do it I declared but secretly I wondered how to as a medium and healer medium (laughs) don't don't do it I was doing spiritual services five times a week and travelling all over the UK I often had to eat on the run yes run to stop it it. Uh, so it wasn't easy to diet I'm not going to do any more fat chats just do a pause just do a pause. And then if someone is listening and they're mean, let them do it themselves. Yeah, that's,
2: you do it yourself. You We're bastard. not going to enable you. But I will say, just stop the music a second, I will say this, as someone who does weigh a lot, no, who does go up and down the country a lot, give him my reads, she is absolutely correct. Yeah, It grab. is very, very difficult. i started to go to Leon. You know Leon? Oh, yeah, That posh. lovely... I, I like their meatballs. That. I do, but Ooh. I'm trying to lay off that sort of thing. But they do do some good... Quality and if Leon wants to sponsor this podcast, be more than happy I to. I don't think we are pushing up our We're not pushing up.
3: You know, it's the dimblebees. Now. One of the Dimblebee boys owns that. Ah,
2: now this just digress a minute. This you might be able to help me. Go on. I think I've even mentioned this to you before. I know someone, and it might be it might be Ramon who knows the Dimblebees. Right. right. But someone definitely told me, and I must check with Ramon. We must get Ramon back on the bloody show at yeah. some point. What are you talking? We're talking, we're okay. talking now. But remote, but he told me, and I must, must check with him, that he was working with. It might have been one of the dimblebiz who said, "Oh, there's a chain of um, fast food restaurants." I'm trying to find a name, and remote was going, "Star Burger, uh, Burger on the Go," <laughs> and he came up with all these things. And you know, curiously enough, what, what did they? What did they decide to call it? Leon. Leon, Leon. It's sort of classic, and he thought that's why I will never be in advertising. It was so. It was so. Unlike anything he thought of, because he's sort of a bit common, and he thought, you know, uh, you know, chips, chips and burgers, burgers you like. But Leon, Leon, I heard that Alexander, you know, Alexander, what's he does? Tipping point. Armstrong, Armstrong. he's invested in that. I bet he bloody bloody is.
3: That's on brand, isn't it? I bet in it. I'll do it. And after a year, I'd got down to under fifty BMI. Well done, well done, that's lovely. And then I had to have a two-week strict diet of milk and yoghurt before my op to shrink my liver. Oh. As the operation date got nearer, though, I wondered, could I do this?
2: I asked spirit to guide me, and my spirit guide stepped forward saying, you're doing the right thing. We need you well to communicate our messages to people. You still have work to do.
3: The night before my op, I did one last church meeting. As the spirit came through, I shivered. It was a relative who'd passed away after a bariatric surgery. Oh, you didn't mention that. The room spun and I felt sick. Was this a message warning me not to do it? That night, I didn't sleep. Next morning, leaving home, I
2: gasped. There, all over the doorstep, were white feathers. (laughs) I felt nothing but calm then. It was a chicken she'd scoffed the night before. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm sorry. I felt nothing but calm then. I'm going to have to delete all this. Spirit was telling me I would be all right. In hospital, as I was wheeled down to theatre, I saw a woman, my nan, my nan. <laughs> sorry. My nan who had passed.
3: <laughs> sorry, she, nan who had passed. She was psychic too. "'Nan,' I said, "'if my work here is done, please take me home under anaesthetic. "'If I still have work to do, please let me wake up.' "'When I came to in recovery, I looked around and gasped. "'It was filled with (coughs) purple orbs circling my head. "'In the corner behind nurses' bleeping machines and wires stood Nan, smiling. "'You have some work to do,' she said. "'Suddenly I felt no
2: pain, only love and healing.' Now I'm eleven and a half stone lighter. Oh. Bloody hell. Well, no, come on, well done. <laughs> eleven and, imagine losing eleven and a half stone. Yeah. Bloody hell, that's amazing. I'm eleven and a half stone lighter and feel incredible. I was
3: terrified of my op, but when I asked for spirit support, it came through. It was a long, hard fight, but I'm so glad I did it with help from the other, capital O, side, capital S. I feel out of this world. Well done. Now I will say, Rachel Cope, fifty-four.
2: All, all, all sizes jokes aside. That's yeah. very, very good. I've got a friend. She's quite a well-known comedian, and she has had gastric band surgery. Right. And the blokes, she cannot beat them off with a shitty stick. She's had so much work that she's like a walk in Ryman's. Wow. She's got that many staples and elastic bands inside.
3: <laughs> it's absolutely extraordinary. i got a friend who's just had it. He's in recovery from it now. Right, and um, what's it done? And he said he wishes he'd done it years ago. Do he I was frightened him? of it, no. He said he was frightened of having it done and he talked himself out of it. He cancelled one a few years ago. Right. He said because I was frightened of the actual operation. But actually, it's the best thing he's ever done. I was
2: worried, you know, it's going well, to someone's going to ping your liver out out of your out of your mouth. <laughs> Time for the comedian Mike Milligan now. Uh, you well, you probably know I work with him a lot. He's been on this podcast numerous times before. Here he is telling us something very very scary from the other week. Um, someone who I think he featured in our top ten, well, top seven scary stories was Mike Milligan. Do you remember the Geordie sounding fella who, um, if you could understand anything, he said, managed to tell us a story the other week, didn't you, Mike?
0: Oh, my div and dot dot on a probably mad
2: that means, yes, I did, and wasn't it scary? So, Mike is here again. I'm gigging with him, and knowing what we know about him, that he does seem to have a hotline to uh, the spirits, uh, he's got another story for us. Now, first of all, assure me, Mike, you're not just gilding the lily now and just coming up with any old
0: shit just no, to get no, on mate, this podcast. Um, not at all. Uh, I, I am a pervert. Uh, I'm obviously not you're a your You're a pervert what? A pervert. Oh, a pervert. A pervert. I'll come out on BBC soon... Okay, spooky music on, please, as Mike finally gets on with his story. With ADHD as well, which isn't scary, but anyway. Right. Okay. This one, um, it was my good lady, Leslie. Uh, her mate lives up... Um, I mean, I live out in the back of the beyond, uh, but she lives up in another place, um, even further from Hexham. Mm-hmm. I shan't mention the name the place, it's a, okay. a small village. Um, and... The lady whom uh, Leslie works with in this small town, this small village way out in the middle of Northumberland, uh, she was telling me that there's a row of ex-game um, keepers, our miners, our agricultural labourers, cottagers, which back onto the graveyard. Mm. And um, she knew the couple that lived in the, the far terrace that just middle of nowhere, this, these terraces, look onto this cemetery, very old right. cemetery. okay. And there were some... Um, Birds, blue tits or misses or whatever, these birds were in the um, eaves of the house mm. and they wanted to... Sit, so they set, up a slow, they, they set up a phone or a camera mm. or a GoPro or something so they could film these birds.
2: Oh, here we go. Got yeah, it, yeah. yeah, go
0: on. Um, and what they got, and the, the guy was so freaked out, um, I think he destroyed it, but I wish they'd kept this... Oh, because seriously, this would have gone viral, is that you can see the little birds tweeting the boot? Yeah. but it was really, it was an HD camera and the garden's small, and behind the garden is the cemetery. Right. And what they picked up yes. was, um, first of all, she thought it was like a, you know, like a wind or a turbulence. It was literally a tornado, but there was like a dirty brown colour, this tornado of vapour, wow. of thick brown vapour, but it right. got faster and faster until it was like, this a little Tasmanian devil off the cardoons. Yes. That's how yes. she described it, this, this tornado of vapour. And it went to a gravestone and just disappeared into the gravestone. Bloody hell. Gets better. Then about a minute later, it pours out like smoke and forms back into the brown, filthy, dirty tornado and goes to the next gravestone and disappears into that gravestone. And it literally went around every gravestone in the graveyard. And they had this on HD camera. But the guy was so freaked out, he rubbed it off. Oh, my God.
2: Um. Tell me there's no way of corroborating this
0: of unfortunately this not um you know the guy or, or you well I know the lady yes. um and she said that um you know they'd set the camera up to capture these birds right and it re- the the guy wants to move it freaked the guy out so much oh god uh, okay. he, you know it, 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 well put it this way, the guy wants to move house now because it scared him so much oh
2: God, I mean I do have Let's say speciality videos um, of that sort. No, not that sort of thing. Although I have been known to uh,
0: rub it off when, when those are on. So talking of rubbing it off i don't think you rubbed it <laughs> off uh, in, in that sense have uh, you ever
2: rubbed it off have you ever rubbed off
0: <laughs> a video
2: not rubbed
0: off to a video um i, I used oh, to uh, is... you couldn't rub off to a video because uh, when you put pause on back in the day yeah. it would look like the people had a can you say parkinson's they would stand there that's just right. shaking well, okay okay <laughs>
2: all right sorry about this rubbing it off business everybody
0: uh my... dvd is much better because Mo- they would just, stand still. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. stand
2: still that's right um, Mike, okay, well, look, no, I have heard about that sort of thing happening before. Um, it's a good story and it's a frightening story. Playing devil's advocate, I've seen this sort of things before where it's a moth or something on the lens.
0: No, this was, um, because this, my mate's, my wife's mate had seen the video and straight as a die, this lady mm. and I said, oh come off!" No, she said no, she said it freaked me out, right. she said I wish they'd kept it okay. it was a definite, this dirty brown kind of vortex that looked like filthy smoke, but it was had like an, it moved with an intelligence, it moved around the graveyard stopped at the grave and then it just disappeared into the headstone and would be gone for a minute and it would pour out like smoke and then manifest back into this kind of vortex. Right. And then it would spin around and then it would come to another grave, hover over it, turn on its side and then disappear into... Okay. um She didn't have did that. That about 10, 15 minutes video of this I thing. I
2: would love to have seen
0: um And I, God, I wish they had. Yeah. yeah. I wish they had.
2: OK, well, listen, at home, anybody, please, if you've got any videos you want to send us, don't rub it off. Don't rub it off. Send it to me. <laughs> if
0: you have videos of yourself rubbing off, do send them <laughs> Don't send <me>. any videos <laughs> of you
2: rubbing off. All right, that's enough rubbing off. Uh, thank you so much, Michael. Regular listeners will be aware that my neighbour, Barry, and his wife, Margaret... Unfortunately I've been having a few marital problems uh, You might recall last week Barry was invited by the marriage guidance counsellor To fill in a questionnaire About the the physical nature of their relationship Well, this week he called me up To ask Margaret similar questions She's a little bit embarrassed She, she answered them from another room uh, Have a listen to this Um, it's alright to do these questions now. Margaret ready? Well, she's a little bit embarrassed to face you. She's just hiding in the bathroom. Oh, okay. Right, well, I'll just write down the answers. Don't worry, we'll get it done. Just, okay. <laughs> just plow through. Yeah, alright, all right, we'll give it a right, best. Okay. <laughs> uh, hello, Margaret. Alright. Is here? You are <laughs> right. you, you ready to go, my love? Right. OK Question number one Question number one Margaret right. First question right. Um, right. Would it help to listen to music While having sex Would it help to listen to music yeah. Right what sort of music <laughs> Usual status quo yeah. Exciting stuff now Has Barry ever caught you off guard When he came home early Oh, yeah, she, she, she'd farted once. That's when I got a bit embarrassed. Forget that one. Uh, one. Right. W- would you ever consider sex in the back seat of a car, Margaret? No, she, yeah, she's, we, we normally get the bus and they have monsters there. I don't, I don't think it's w- what they meant. OK. W- w- would it make a difference to the physical side if Barry dressed stylishly? Yes, she says. OK. Uh, What are your thoughts on lingerie and peephole bras? Not me, you silly cow, you! No, it's too too cold. We're on a a standard dual fuel tariff. It goes up and down. Uh, Margaret, do do, do you enjoy shower sacks? No, again, a little bit pricey, but we've got a a combi boiler. It's quite a lot, you know, once it kind of sparks Uh, out. Would you say you've got any weird tastes? Yeah, yeah she, she, she likes a bit of marmite on t- uh, trees on toast of an evening. Yeah. No, no I, I mean in the bedroom. No, she won't have it in the bedroom. It's on the item. <laughs> down, uh, Margaret, do, do you ever read erotic fiction? Uh, Fifty Shades of Grey, I read. Uh, uh, yeah, f- f- Fifty Shades of Grey. Huh? What would you allow Barry to see if he walked into the bathroom? Uh, yeah, Fifty Shade of Grey, again, I'd imagine. Have you ever had an inappropriate celebrity crush? Well, there was very all about it. Uh, oh, oh, yes. It was Richard Whiteley, wasn't it? Oh, uh, yes, she was there squashed was up against Richard Whiteley off a countdown on the tube once. Yeah. And he, he rubbed against her. Oh, hey, that's in that's the off. tube? Yeah. Whereabouts did he rub against you? What's it, Margaret? At the right at the Bakerloo, wasn't it? Round the circle. Round the circle. What's a surefire way to turn you on? Oh yeah, probably one of them breakfast sausages for middles too. Yeah, and some chips. And yeah. Do you like to talk dirty? She she, she says, what sort of thing? Oh, nubs and that! Boobs and that! Bottoms, you know. What's your favourite time of day to have sex? Yeah. Um, She says, after pointless, before the one show. What's your favourite part of foreplay, Margaret? Yeah. Okay, she says the last pint in the pub and the pack of pie on the way home. Uh, where's your favourite place to be kissed? Uh, oh, oh, on the Bamsey Island. Sea Island. Well, I, you know, Brown sea Island. Yeah. And what do you remember most about the last time you and Barry had sex? Oh, they were very I Oh, wonderful. Yeah. Oh, who could forget? It was Jeff Hurst lifting that trophy. Who can forget that? Okay. Right, well. I... Alright, well fill that in. S- send that off. Good luck. All right, thank you. Alright, thank you. Thanks. Sir. i let myself good. out. Oh little bit awkward. Bye-bye. Okay, see you, Barry. Our favourite. Each month, world renowned medium Sandrea Mossas connects a reader with a loved one in spirit to discover what their life is like on other side. <laughs> Gemma Lear asked her to contact her grandpa, Douglas. Please, if you would, Linda. Dear Gemma. This is him speaking from heaven, mate. apparently. Yeah.
3: How lovely to hear from you. I've been trying to reach you. To put the record straight, When you were a little girl, I was too busy making a living because as I was a child, I was taught to work, work, work. By the time your little brother came along, I was seeing life through fresh eyes, but it's more difficult to build relationships with older children than babies, and I regretted not giving you enough attention. But as a man who was not good at showing my emotions, it was hard to put this right. Let me tell you. Life is better here than down on earth. There's no upset or drama and every day is sunny so there's no need for coats or jumpers. It's like being on the continent.
2: Yeah, hear that? I've been on the continent, you Brexiteers. It's bloody nice up there. I have a lot of family and old work friends here now, so when I fancy company, we sit outside to chat. This is in heaven, sitting around it's like chatting. like
3: Eldorado. Do you remember that thing, Eldorado?
2: sitting around chatting. Well, he wants to put his mind to something. The last one we spoke to, it's Andrea Mosses, were working hard for ecological means, mm, weren't yeah. they? This geezer just sits around chatting. They have the most amazing gardens here. There are flowers of every colour in Zay. It's almost as if they're alive. They are go, alive. Yeah, they the are giggle, alive, flowers, are the giggle they? bubbles. They can sense your mood and help energise you. <laughs> when one of us is sad about our family's suffering on Earth, we can sit in the garden amongst the flowers and watch them move as if they're dancing to a gentle breeze. Very astute. They're always doing yeah. that sort of thing.
3: As they sway, they gently change colour. Oh, we had them in the 90s, didn't we? You put them <laughs> next to your radio. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah,
2: and it's a bit like one of them, uh, one of them Billy fishes. That uh, what were they called? Billy bass. Billy, Billy bass <laughs> things. That's it. Go on,
3: yeah. <laughs> oh, you can watch them move as though they're dancing to a gentle breeze. Oh, lovely! As they sway, they gently change colour. I never took that much interest in flowers before, but now I see them in a totally different light. I know they will uplift me and make me feel strong and powerful. I can then use this energy to send down to Earth to help all of you. Oh, flower
2: power! Thinking of how you feel on a summer's day when you blow a dandelion's clock, <laughs> well, <laughs> pathetic. Well, times that by a hundred. when you blow, you know, you blow a dandelion's clock. I'm yeah. not talking about
3: <laughs> when, when time all over your neighbour's garden. That's a dandelion. I <laughs> blow it
2: all of the... Well, times that by a hundred. <laughs> you're getting close to how it feels to m- walk amongst the flowers here. I haven't even begun to talk about the trees yet. No, don't. It'll. I'll say that for another time. The space here is
3: infinite. Now, that is true. There's always room for new arrivals. All right, so it's not like, well oh, we've not got enough room and we, you, you go on. You'd home. be
2: forgiven for thinking someone like him. Look at his, his face. He looks yeah. like he's a, a bit of a um, Nigel Farage <laughs> right, doesn't he? <laughs> Actually, he looks a bit like Nigel bloody
3: Farage. He does, God. with a the disguise a There's no the room up here! <laughs> send him send back packing on that ship just off the coast! There's always room. The construction of buildings is very different. We don't have to make the bricks, dig the foundations or cut the marble. We construct by thought and help each other. I love to do this. There's something about creating a home for someone that is so satisfying. It's a bit like
2: those in Ikea, they'll do those drawings for you, won't they? The people who make the large buildings are masters of construction. I'm not one of those, but I've developed my skills. I can now lead small projects. I'm not sure I trust someone who's only been there five minutes to build a house. We get together with the person who will live in the home and a few of us join together to lend our energy and imagination create the, to create this sacred
3: space that will be there. It's like psychic barrets. Got random Douglas doing your house today. Oh, is Leonardo <laughs> da Vinci not available? <laughs> that's right. Douglas, yeah. Has he got any experience with house building? No, Christopher Wren? Is God he available? Yeah, that's right. Uh,
2: we don't always get it right. I bet you don't. When we aren't fully focused, we end up building the house that Jack would have built a proper crooked one. Well, that sounds shit, doesn't it? <laughs> you know, I mean, you're going to say, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. I put a deposit on this thing. I wanted that nice walkway arch going through. Yeah. But you've managed to cock it up. I always like to be busy, so I'm not very different here, keeping my hand in. I would like to think in the future I can work on the masterpieces. Hey, But I think I need to perfect the smaller homes first. I will always look out for you, Gemma, and try to look after you. Tell everyone I love them and I'll watch over them always. Now, this is from Grandpa.
3: Gemma's response is slightly less than overwhelming. Have a listen. Grandpa died when I was a teenager and I wasn't close to him before he got sick, partly because he was a workaholic. He worked as a toolmaker in a factory and never did construction work, as far as I'm aware, but... He was a really hard worker, so it sounds like he's still very much the same. When we found out he was ill, we all grew closer to him again. He died two years later, but unfortunately, the only memories I have of him now are from when he was sick. Uh, He was closest to my little brother, Brandon, then four, and he looked after him when he could. The morning after Grandpa died, Brandon told my mum that Grandpa had come to see him, and they'd sat together on his bed chatting, which must have been nice for them. Yeah. Whenever I feel down, I do sense Grandpa close by. Now that is nice. Because she didn't see him that Massively
2: no, bothered. it was good to have that confirmation from Sandre. That
3: he's that around. Is around. Yeah, Gemma
2: doesn't seem to go for it all that much. No. But But um, I think it's lovely to think that, you know, it, he is up there and he's enjoying the flowers. Whether you want him building house, a house, I'm not certain. Hmm. Do you understand? Which leads us to the end of another scintillating podcast... <laughs> What was wonderful was Peter Lynch's story there and I think that Peter we don't we won't do the countdown now because we haven't prepared it but I think he's going to go straight in at number 2 there don't
3: you think I definitely think he's a number 2 yeah I
2: think he's definitely in the number 2 slot if you'll pardon the expression very N- quick numero dos numero dos numero dos what are you going to do now linda oh, get ready get ready for
3: the arrival of your fella <laughs> At your parents' oh, place. Oh no! I'm just going to try and lay his nerves because he is a little bit. Um... Oh, he's a little bit nervous. Oh, There's no lonely. need, really. They're just people.
2: They're just people. Your parents. It's my they?
3: people. Okay,
2: listen. Don't forget, please. We do need you to come and see us at the Hundred Club, 24th of September. What else? Just hold the line. Don't keep talking. Hold the line.
3: Bam, bam, Doing bam, bam.
2: <laughs> Uh, Hold on. The 15th 15th, of October. 15th
3: of October. The uh, 26th of November. 26th of
2: Nov. And December the 3rd. These are all Sundays and they will all be at the 100 Club in London's fancy West End. You are going to bloody love it. Oh, it'll be a laugh. Oh, it'll be a real laugh. Please go to Clinton... What was it called? Uh, (laughs) WeGotTickets.com and look for Clinton Baptist Sunday Seance.
3: Linda. Do it! Do it, Do you it. bastard!
2: <laughs> Linda, thank you very, very oh, much. Thank oh, you, Clinton. Oh, wonderful. Until next time, namaste. Well, you heard me thanking her. I'm going to thank her again. Thanks so much, Linda. Isn't she wonderful? Uh, Thanks to Mike Milligan, Peter Lynch, Barry from Watford, Dave Brinkworth for this lovely piece of music you're listening to, and to Glow for writing the words and singing it into a microphone. You know what I'm going to say, don't you? You know what I'm going to say? I'm going to say come and see it at the 100 Club in London. Sunday the 24th of September, Sunday the 15th of October, Sunday the 26th of November and Sunday the 3rd of December. It's a live show of this podcast. Go to wegottickets.com and look for Clinton Baptiste Sunday Seance. Thanks for joining us. And I hope you had a lovely time. time, time.
1: Small details are big
2: surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured or
1: tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right.
2: Yeah right fading now.